Good morning, New Fellowship Missionary Baptist Church, a place where love abides. I'm your host for your Sunday School Hour, Reverend Bill Riley. Today's lesson is found in 1 Samuel chapter 14, verses 1 through 13. The title is, Jonathan Attacks the Philistine Outposts. Verse 1 of chapter 14 of 1 Samuel says, Now it came to pass upon a day that Jonathan and the son of Saul said unto the young man that bare his armor, Come, let us go over to the Philistines' garrisons that is on the other side. But he told not his father. And Saul tarried in the uttermost parts of Gabal upon a, a pomegranate tree which is in Migrod. And the people that were with him were about 600 men. To give you a history of the military might of Israel under the leadership of King Saul, King Saul would typically take at least 2,000 men to battle. And Jonathan, his son, his firstborn, his oldest son, took about 1,000. However, the Philistines were outnumbered. outnumbered the the Israelites and because of the outnumbering of their massive army some of King Saul's men became fretful and frightened to fight and so now they're down to about 600 military men where else do we see this we see this also in Gideon the story of Gideon, where God had to dwindle down Gideon's men from 30,000 down to 300. However, this particular lesson is, is not dealing with Gideon and God, but also is dealing with the disobedience of a king. Typically, before Israel's military might went into battle, they would call for the prophets to give them the blessing to go into battle or a priest. However, Samuel, the prophet assigned to King Saul, were not available. And the men began to dwindle based off of fear of the military army of the Philistines. Our lesson outline is broken up into three parts, the secret reconnaissance, the audacious plan, and the conclusive victory. Today's text opens, we find the Israelites under King Saul threatened by the overwhelming number of their Philistine enemies. This massive force had so panicked Saul that it led to his first major act of disobedience to the Lord. The decisions to offer a sacrifice on his own 1 Samuel chapter 13 verses 5 through 12 that lapse of faith would eventually cost him his kingdom which in principle you would you would say it best this way all our disobedience will allow us to dis um, all our disobedience will allow us to forfeit our favor and in God's kingdom. The Philistines had gathered in force at Mishmash on Israel's central north side, South Ridge, and remained there after Samuel left Saul at Gilgar. 
Saul and his men made their way back to his hometown of Gibeah, less than five miles southwest of Mishmash. Philistines' raids continues, and the Israelite situation was especially dire, with an acute shortage of weaponry. Things looked bleak for Saul and his men. It was at this point that Saul's son, Jonathan, overtook an unexpected action action that would prove decisive in turning the picture from gloom to glory. Let us point out that the Israelites didn't have weaponry like the Philistines. They had shiny armor. They had horses and chariots. The Israelites' army were only uh, equipped with spears, plowshares, and hooks. You know, things that you use for farming. However, the blacksmiths were all uh, taken out of the country, um, particularly by the Philistines. And so therefore, they didn't have any weapons. So they didn't have any men and they didn't have any weapons. So you can see that there probably would have been a good chance that a lot of the men today would have probably left the battle. But a secret reconnaissance by Jonathan, the firstborn son of Saul, the oldest of his sons went into battle. The military situation. The last verse of chapter 13 notes that the Philistines sent a small detachment to men to an outpost at a pass close by Mishmash. This outpost guarded a narrow approach from the east through a steep ravine. Although Saul and his men were now in Gibeah, the Philistines apparently were taking no chances at being approached by any forces. However, small, still left in the Jordan Valley to the east, the Philistines' garrisons had not escaped Jonathan's notice. Indeed, it it arose his curiosity. One day, he suggested to his young armor wearer that the outpost was on the other side, that is, on the far side of the steep ravine. Now, to get a picture of this, you would have to draw a circle and um, look at the Philistine strategic um, battle plans to close in on the Israelites. The writers carefully noting that Saul was staying on the outskirts of Geboa, camped under a pomegranate tree at Migrat. Armed with 600 men were still with him. A further comment observed that among these were Ahijah, commonly spelled Ahijah, the great-grandson of the high priest Eli. You remember Eli and had two sons to two wicked sons. Eli was the priest. The priests were the ones who orchestrated the worship service in, in the temple. The, the, the purpose of the priests in the community of Israel were to lead them into worship to get God's approval. However, the mouthpiece of God, which is Samuel, was also to be called upon to give them a, a more of approval. In other words, it would look like this. The priest would be the liaison between the people and God and 
Samuel would be the mouthpiece of God. In other words, when we pray to God, we pray and give our petition to him. But when God answers our prayers, he normally would do it in an audible verse, audible voice today. But however, in those days, they waited for the prophet. The battle gets heavy. There's no weapons. There's no personnel. And now Jonathan goes on a reconnaissance to just to observe the Philistines intentions. The challenge becomes very, um, very hard for Jonathan and his armor bearer. In verse four through five, it says the pathway Jonathan chose for his reconnaissance mission was not an easy one. He could have crossed a wide pass further to the west, but he chose a more difficult route that encountered the ravine and its cliffs. Each called a sharp rock, in verse 4, to the east to reach the Philistines' outposts. Jonathan had descended one cliff and climbed the opposite one. This, these cliffs were formidable enough to be given names, Bozides and Sidon. What did I say? Bozide? Uh, let's go with Bozi. And Sinef. Sini. However, the place is called Pointy, Pointy Cliff and as well as Shiny. In other words, this particular cliff was rigid um, thorny and it's called a shiny. I guess it would uh, give you a, a glimpse that it's a place where the sun shined a lot and also a rigid area. It was a bit, it was pretty much where no man would probably have gone. That's where I get the idea. Um, and so and also, it was a lower altitude than where the outposts of the Philistines were um, located. An audacious plan. Jonathan's bold suggestion was not content to merely gather intelligence on Philistines' garrisons. In any case, when they came within sight of the outposts, he made his, his aim clear to his armor bearer. Jonathan suggested to the armor bearer that they go across and pay the uncircumcised garrisons a visit. He wanted a confrontation. Jonathan's next words in verse 6 makes clear what his, he intended and to reveal his robust faith. It was by the, by the Lord will work for us his use of undergrinding Jonathan's optimist outlook on the situation was a bedrock conviction. This is no restraint to the Lord to save by, by many uh, or by few. Numbers meant nothing to Jonathan. God's involvement was the deciding factor. The young man who serves as Jonathan's armor bearer may not have possessed the same degree of conviction or faith as Jonathan did, but he has significant faith to agree to the plan without flinching. To make it to become an armor bearer, 
this type of characteristics were necessary. Whenever you took on the job of an armor bearer, no matter what um, the person who you are assigned to decision making is, then you fought no matter what. We read on no attempts to get Jonathan to rethink this, his ideal. There is no whiff of reluctance or even hesitation. Jonathan's tactical appraisal. Having secured his companion's commitment, Jonathan proceeded to lay out a brief plan of action. It was quite simple. Really? Jonathan's proposed that they cross the ravine. We will pass over unto these men. Verse 8. As Jonathan explains to his companion, if the Philistines told them to wait for their men to come down to them, they would not proceed any further. The next step for the two men depended on the response of the enemy. If the Philistines challenged the two men to come up to them, they would go up. But as simple as the option appears on the surface, there is more to it underneath. Jonathan was not really basing his course of action on what the Philistines wanted. He was trusting that their invitation was a sign from the Lord, an invitation from him to go up and fight the the enemy. If the Philistines called for Jonathan and his servant to climb up to their position, it would be clearly for a social gathering. They would have a quick death in mind for the two men. That was how things looked on the human level. But Jonathan did not see it that way. He looked beyond what is seen and concerned the Lord's hand in the situation. Let's put a pen right there and to explain that. And basically, because of Jonathan's relationship and commitment with God, now him and God had a special communication that will award him to fight the battle for, for God. If under these circumstances, however, what you not, must understand is the simple fact is that Jonathan's father did not know what Jonathan was doing because his father didn't know what he was doing. It, it, it would have looked as if it would have been a rebellion against his father and his father's wishes. However, Jonathan was committed to proving himself to his father. Here's where we can um, commit this to a Father's Day message. And in God's eye, it is important that every child be obedient to their parent. However, if their parent is disobedient to God, then the child is exempt from under the leadership or under the authority of the parent. Whenever the parent is in disobedience to God. That is the only reason why God gives a child an approval for disobeying their parents. Got that? A Philistine call to come up the cliff would indeed be a death summons. 
but it would backfire on the challengers. The enemy would be signing their own death warrant. That was the eye of faith that Jonathan exercised. The taunting Philistines' threat would be the very sign from God that he sought. The Philistines would yell down to Jonathan as they were signaled out. From the Philistines' perspective, it looked as if two Israelites were trying to flee from their um, from their uh, battle arrangements, from their from their military strain, or from their military position. Really, what this lesson is about is about the faith of one man and the power of God upon him. At a garrison, there is a number of men between 50 to 60, even to hundreds, and it was only two men. Just to give you an insight on the military might of these two individuals, they were trained in combat. Um, they were trained um, to fight and with God's power and strength and wisdom, they were more than the, the Philistines can handle. Back at verse six, it says, and Jonathan said to the young man that beareth his armor, come, let us go over for there is no restraint to the Lord to save by many or by few. Conclusive victory, the enemy's challenge. The Philistines responded was exactly as Jonathan had hoped. When the two men moved out into the open and allowed themselves to be seen, the garrisons erupted in diversion. Look, the Hebrews have crawled out of their holes. They were hiding in was the gist of their taunt. The statement of scorn was immediately followed by the invitation Jonathan was waiting for. Come up to see us and we will and we will show you a thing. The iron blow of faith, the division, the division challenge of the Philistines held no intimidation for Jonathan. Their words were music to his ears, the clenching sign from the Lord, he told his armor bearer to stay right behind him as they ascended the cliff. So Jonathan ascended the cliff with his armor bearer right behind him. Both hands and feet were fully occupied in the efforts of climbing, which ostensibly would be made them easy targets for the enemy. The natural expect results of their operation would be a quick demise. But that did not happen. When the two reached the top, they immediately engaged the surprised Philistines and had a field day killing enemy soldiers right and left. The hand of God was on these two men who trusted him in the venture. They trusted him enough to stake their lives on it and he honored their faith. The verse beyond our text, verse 14 of chapter 14 tells us that Jonathan and his servant dispatched some 20 enemy soldiers that day. Perhaps a few escaped just enough to spread panic in the enemy camp. Soon the Israelites army saw a strange sight. The vast Philistines army melting away in full retreat. 
This was all because one man had faith in God's power and acted on it. Question number nine. What did the Philistines division challenge signify to Jonathan? The division challenge of the Philistines had no intimidation for Jonathan. Their words were music to his ears and clinching sound from the Lord. He and told his armor bearer to stay right behind. Number 10. How did two men succeed against vastly superior numbers? When the two reached the top, they immediately engaged the surprised Philistines and had a field day, killing many enemy soldiers left and right. The hand of God was upon these two who trusted in him so much so that they trusted enough to give up to sacrifice their life. God honors faith like that. However, some would say, don't be foolish. <laughs> well, when someone has faith like Jonathan and the armor bearer, um, it's impossible. It's impossible not to act upon what you believe. Today's aim to illustrate the victory in our lives requires faith and perseverance in the Lord. The principle to teach that God always honored those who are willing to stand up against the enemy in his name. The application is to stress the need to rely always on the Lord's strength and not our own. God bless you. Thank you.